What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions here, coming in, episode 34. Pumped up. Oh, yeah, ready to go. Oh, we got yeah. a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Jazz hands. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Iron Fist. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then we uh, want to go into this cool new tech that might allow, uh, you know, something to function without batteries for, like, years and years. Yeah, yeah, batteries to go on and on forever. Yeah, which is pretty intense. Uh, we want to get into the Nintendo Switch a little bit because that got revealed mm-hmm. uh, since the last episode. Very odd marketing um, campaign, but we like it. It's weird and it's gimmicky as fuck. Yes, classic Nintendo, is. but yes. we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we want to talk about this whole thing with Deadpool 2 director dropping off. Let's do it. Um, before we get into it, though, we did want to announce the winner of the Uncharted 4 giveaway. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we put everyone's name into a, into a random name drawer and it came out with Brad Blaze. So congratulations, dude. Yeah, um, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, congrats. Hit us up with a message on Facebook and give us your address and we'll get it sent out to you. Enjoy your free copy of the game, dude. Uh, we did have a lot of fun. You know, we would have loved to have seen like a million more people enter, but sure. you know, we're plebeians and we Bur- Burgeoning, I like to use the word. Yeah, we have two and a half fans <laughs> uh, and all three of them entered. So we appreciate it. Uh, we'll definitely do more uh, giveaways as soon as possible. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely enjoyed it. And it's it's always fun doing something new and exciting. So uh, yeah, we, we had some cool messages come in. And, and it was really, really neat to see that. Because up until this point, we haven't had a lot of interaction. So yeah, yeah absolutely something that we would like to see more of. Yeah. So we super appreciate everyone who entered. Uh, and we'll be giving them more, away more stuff because yeah. it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully next time we'll try to have more than one prize so we can draw more than one name because that would be yeah. super mega cool too. Yeah, have like a you know like a top three or some ish. Yeah. yeah, definitely. But uh, anyway, so let's get into TV. We mm-hmm. wanted to talk about Iron Fist uh, in a casting regard because I was reading this really cool thing today about so Jessica Henwick who was cast as Colleen Wing. Uh, she knows. Finn Jones, who was playing Danny Rand from Game of Thrones. Right. She was actually Namiria Sand on Game of Thrones. Yeah. So they already knew each other. And apparently when they were, when the casting call went out for Iron mm-hmm. Fist, they basically met up the night before in like secret <laughs> and they like hung out and broed down and like rehearsed this huge scene between Danny and Colleen for like hours. Right. And like just really getting down into it. And so then the next day they go to the casting call together and they're like, Oh my God, Finn, like I haven't seen you in a million. Oh, it's so cool. This is crazy. Uh, and then just nailed the fucking audition. That's fucking dope. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, um, it is. I'm super excited about it. It's good just to know that they even did that. Sure. Yeah. Honestly, so it's kind of funny because they talk about their chemistry being really good and, and instant in the mm-hmm. in the audition. Right. And how that they owed that to the fact that they met up the night before in practice. Sure. And I'm like, but you're looking at it from your perspective. Right. From my perspective, if you met up the night before and practiced and like did a bit, right, that already says that you guys have cool friendship chemistry. Right, right, and it's right. Real, it's just real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is funny looking at it from that way, though. Yeah, like yeah. from that regard, is like, oh yeah, we definitely this all we owe all of this to like one night of rehearsal, and it's like no, yeah, that's, like 
come on. You can't, people can't just go in and rehearse and like manufacture chemistry. Right, right, right. Trust me. Plenty have tried. <laughs> you can watch a lot of TV shows and movies where people don't have any chemistry at all after like seasons of being with one another. Yeah, like uh, Sarah Paulson and Cuba Gooding Jr. on fucking Ooh. American Horror Story. I told you. I told you it's okay, different. Even if, even if, so I fell off watching the current season of American Horror Story. I'm going to go off on a tangent real quick. Do it. But that's not, you're saying that I should get back into it because Cuba Gooding Jr.'s bad acting is explained. Right. I'm saying that they have no chemistry together. Maybe they that's, maybe that that's too? Uh, maybe. I, I, I'd have to look at it again, but maybe. I don't fucking have time I'm for just, this shite. <laughs> so it's actually pretty cool. Touching on it real quick, again. So American Horror Story, I, I'm watching it right now, and I really enjoy it. But Danny and I were talking about because Danny did fall off, and he was really unenthusiastic about the... Uh, like the juxtaposition, if you will, the jumping back and forth between the storylines of like, you know, the reenactment versus the the people uh, getting interviewed. And then I was telling him that in the newest episode, it actually like threw it all on its head. And it shows that Cuba Gooding Jr. was bad acting on purpose. And I actually loved it. So it remains to be seen how it plays out because it was just the one app. But we'll see. Yeah, so maybe I'll pick it back up, but maybe not. It's three seasons in a row of American Horror Story that I they couldn't hold on to me for right. the entire season. Yeah. Um, but I did read a thing today that apparently they're going to be bringing back Coven in some regard. Really? Yeah, Ryan Murphy did some interviews saying that in some way Coven is going to be brought back into huh. the mix. It might just be like some sort of parallel. Okay. Like a like some character from Coven shows up in Roanoke. Yeah. I don't know, but anyway. Wait, in this season? Supposedly, yeah. Huh. Okay, So cool. that's a big old zesty tangent. Sorry about that. <laughs> Um, I'm just excited about Iron Fist, yeah. uh, which is what we're here to talk about. <laughs> and I was, uh, so I was reading up on it as I was, you know, kind of looking into this and I thought a really cool thing was sort of Jessica's like perspective on Colleen. Mm-hmm. Like she's like this badass, and she's like really trying to get her shit together and like work her life out. Right. And then Danny shows up and just fucking totally ruins her life. <laughs> uh, and as so you do. I thought that was a really cool perspective yeah. to have as the, you know, playing the character. Sure. Uh, and then I saw another thing saying that hopefully, because you had this whole theory that because Misty and Luke Cage mm-hmm. didn't kick nearly enough ass. Right. Um, and then we saw, spoilers, at the end of Luke Cage that Claire mm-hmm. basically pulls a you know a phone number from a karate lesson with Colleen Wing. Right. So hopefully Misty Knight and Colleen meet up at some point, which was yes. something that you had already suggested to happen yeah, so yeah. that she can learn to kick ass mm-hmm. and then they can do like a little like daughters of the dragon like side yeah. side story i want it because that'd be fucking awesome that's what i need to be perfectly real so yeah hopefully that is exactly what happens i would fucking love that yeah but so i'm really much. i'm really excited about iron fist i love iron fist he's one of my favorite comic book characters and not just because his name is danny but that doesn't hurt right of course um but you know he's fucking great mm-hmm. and i really love their whole crew like the whole defenders yes. crew and and um heroes for hire i love all those dudes. absolutely so i really am looking forward to iron fist and i hope that it delivers as much as the other netflix series have because it i think it has more potential to mm-hmm. to miss yeah yeah kind of in the same way that dr strange does right almost absolutely. in the exact same way yeah yeah it's just it's they've so purposefully tried to ground it more in reality mm-hmm. than than going a lot more into the supernatural elements even to the point of like showing like asgard is just super tech it's not right. actual magic right when in the comic books it's like no it's fucking magic yeah so yeah you're absolutely right that dr strange and iron fist are just like we are magic yeah this is the first time we're getting like objective mm-hmm. sorcery yeah 
Um, yeah. So it should be really cool. I'm fired yeah. up about yeah. it. Yeah, especially with Doctor Strange, but even even with Iron Fist, like he's gonna be like, no, this is not you. This is not a watch. Yeah, it's not a nano. <laughs> yeah, I have a dragon. There's not in a repulsor arm. in my hand. <laughs> yeah, I can't fucking wait. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be dope. So in science and technology land, I wanted to talk about the battery thing that we mentioned earlier, and it's oh, so yeah. it's so cool because it's something that I've I've had a lot of problems with over the years with my cell phone mm-hmm. is that. It, like it doesn't matter how improved all the other technology gets, you still can't get more than like fourteen hours out of a fucking cell phone, and this right. kills me. It you kills have me. to charge your phone daily. Yeah, and 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 it really grinds my gears because I mean I'm gonna date us for for a second, but when we first started using cell phones back in like the Nokia days, like 2004, they would last for fucking yeah ever. Yeah, you could legitimately go three or four days without charging your phones, which. Yep. Don't get me wrong. Part of that was that we weren't on them all the time because there wasn't so much stuff to do with them. Right. But even still, it was really cool that you could legitimately like forget for days to charge your phone and then be like, oh, yeah, like I need to charge my phone now. That doesn't happen anymore. I I have to charge my phone like twice a day. Right. So, yeah. So it was pretty cool. Uh, This is all theoretical, but uh, engineers from the University of Cambridge uh, they created an ultra low power transistor, which can run for a long time without a power source. Right. So how they are explaining it is that transistors function like, like a water faucet. So when you turn a transistor on, the energy flows through it. Right. And when you turn it off, the energy stops flowing through it. Well, just like with a leaky faucet, transistors can let power go through them when they're not supposed to. Right. And this causes a lot of the loss of power. So they're actually using this. Somehow, it didn't really explain how, but it was explaining that basically by using that flaw, mm-hmm. they're actually circumventing it to where they can actually make transistors be able to like basically recharge from ambient power right. from the environment, which is super fucking cool. Again, I don't I don't really know. It didn't go, go into more detail, and I don't know if I have the necessary science background to understand it. But yeah, so it, it was talking about like wearable devices or interfaces and using this in more like autonomous electronics um, and just harnessing power from the environment. Specifically, they they use the word scavenge. So they said the new transistors can scavenge power from the environment to last longer. And that theoretically, and this is fucking bonkers, theoretically, they could make a double A battery last a billion years, theoretically. Which is basically infinity. Yeah. Like, the earth will no longer be here amount of years from a double A battery. Yep. So if this is real and they can really do this, we're about to have like no more energy problems and that's going to be fucking incredible. Yeah, you won't have to replace the AA fucking batteries in your Xbox One <laughs> controller anymore. <laughs> Explain the bit. I found out today that Xbox One controllers use AA batteries and don't come rechargeable like like in the box. That's so wild. I didn't know, and now that Danny, Danny and I, we don't have we don't have an Xbox One, and so we didn't know this. And when I had an Xbox 360, I specifically had the uh, like the plug-in controllers, so I, I never had I never knew that this was even a thing. So just I might as well get into it. What happened was I was on Facebook today, and I got an advertisement for Duracell batteries. Which first of all, what year is it? But it was a, like for an Xbox controller. Right. And I was like, what? Why do they have like an Xbox 360 <laughs> ad right now? That's so weird. Uh-huh. And then I like realized what was happening and I got up. So we have an Xbox one in, in our office at work. So I got up from my desk, walked over there, picked up the controller, <laughs> flipped it around, <laughs> took the back off and then just started crafting fucking bits. <laughs> Why is there even a goddamn debate 
<laughs> right. Why is there even a console debate? Yeah. What the fuck? I didn't know that this was a thing. That's so crazy to me. It uses fucking AA batteries. Yeah. Oh, it's Jeez. not 1992. Right. This isn't a Sega Game Gear. Yeah. Jeez. Ooh, yeah. So, anywho, <laughs> another tangent for you guys. Yeah. What? Yeah. That is, it is fucking bonkers. So, as, as, as much as you could say that the Xbox One new controller thing that they unveiled at E3 is the coolest thing ever and the, like pretty much infinite customizable options, they still run on batteries, which offsets all of that. To be fair, I don't know if all the new controllers oh, still yeah, run that's on batteries. That's, that's, true. Like a, that's like a launch day mm-hmm. uh, Xbox One we have at work. Right. So I don't know, but either way, enough Xbox One still use AA batteries that Duracell's making money off of it. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. Duracell's marketing specifically to that. Yeah. That's so wild. So yeah, anyway, with this new battery, <laughs> your stupid fucking Xbox controller will last a billion years. I'm just kidding. We love both consoles. So speaking of uh, loving both consoles, we want to talk about the less loved third console. I want to dip my joystick in a Nintendo a little bit. So the Nintendo uh, Switch, which was uh, the code name was the Nintendo NX for about a thousand years, mm-hmm. uh, was revealed last week. Um, we got a ton of information about it, which is actually kind of unusual for Nintendo. Yeah. Normally when they do reveals, they're like, here's a silhouette. And you're like, cool. It's a, it's a cube. It's a game cube. <laughs> um, yeah. So the whole gimmick, obviously Nintendo's going to have a gimmick because they make less advanced games than the yes. other consoles yes um is basically it's sort of like the wii u tablet right but it's the whole console so it's this tablet that you can take out and walk around with mm-hmm. and do mobile gaming on uh and then you can go just slide it back into its dock and then play on the tv it doesn't function like uh dual screens like the wii u does right so with the wii u you can be playing a game on your tv pick up the gamepad and then play the same game as like a different right. type of thing or you can use it as an alternate screen mm-hmm um, but then also the Switch has, and I'm, this is the reason why it's called the Switch, it has these two little controller pieces called Joy-Con controllers, I believe. Uh-huh. And you can snap them off the sides <laughs> of the screen. You can use them like in each hand, like right. each side of it, sort of like a Wii U like mm-hmm. a, a remote uh, and a nunchuck. Uh, or you can like snap them both onto basically like a pro controller, like an Xbox type controller right. or, or PlayStation type controller. But it looks, it honestly looks kind of cool. It does look kind of cool. Um, so there's lots of different ways and functionality. Like you can, so you can snap both sides off uh, and then two players can use them one each as right. a little mini controller. Mm-hmm. Or like I was saying, you can use one in each hand, like the, like the Wii, or you can snap them onto a, to a regular controller, or you can just leave them on the sides of the pad and use them like a little, like a tablet. But it looks really interesting. And some of the cool stuff about it that, you know, is surprising for Nintendo is really just the, uh, the studios that are on board. They released a huge list of uh, a lot of the studios that are mm-hmm. going to be working with Nintendo on this. And it was like From Software and like Bethesda, mm-hmm. and like Activision. Right. Which normally, I mean, they, the, a couple of those studios have like made ports for Nintendo mm-hmm. consoles. But these are all like up front. We're making games for, for the Switch, which right. is really super cool. Yeah. Um, and then in addition to that, it has a lot of cool features. So like it has um, a gyroscope, like a smartphone, it has mm-hmm. a GPS a touchscreen, a compass, motion tracking, image recognition. And uh, so people looked up all the patents once they were released. <laughs> oh, okay. And apparently one other thing it has is some sort of a projector slash scanner on the side. Oh, really? So it can do like 
um, hand signal recognition, or like it can oh. project an image into your hand what? that you can then like throw back onto the screen using motion control. No, or I... like it can pro- project images onto like a wall. Oh Jesus, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that oh, was actually cool. the main reason I wanted to talk about it because yeah. it's some secret feature that they didn't show us, uh, but apparently is in the patent. Right. So I don't or, or patent if you're uh, <laughs> if you're British. Um, so again, that's not official and it uh, could possibly not be real. Right. Uh, but it would be really super cool if that was actually a thing that the Fuck switch yeah. had. Yeah. No, it, it's really cool. And, uh, it, it looks very interesting. I never bought a Wii and, uh, or a Wii U or anything, but they're really cool. And we actually just talked about that a few days ago. You and I did that, that like as much as they aren't on the same level as like a PlayStation or an right. Xbox one, like it is really cool what they've done and they've marketed it very well in that they, they're, they're so, well marketed towards casual yeah. casual players as well as like family environments which is awesome like it's really cool it's like i'm not gonna there's not very many games i could probably play like on a playstation with like my nephew right 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 but i can grab like almost any wii game and be like oh let's go here right. we go and the other thing about nintendo that they will always have is well in theory they'll always have i mean you know look at sonic but games are more and more moving away from exclusives sure so like for instance titanfall 2 mm-hmm. uh titanfall 1 was an exclusive only. right uh, and now titanfall 2 is on both consoles sure. uh, kingdom hearts was always a sony yep. exclusive so, uh, kingdom hearts 3 is going to be on xbox yeah you're never going to play a mario game <laughs> on xbox you're never going to play zelda on right. xbox you're right. never going to play smash bros uh-huh. on xbox Nintendo will always have those exclusives and particularly exclusives that like throw you back to your, new, chi- right, your right, childhood. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, in the, in the little commercial, they show some of the new Zelda mm-hmm. gameplay. They show a new Mario game that's unannounced and we know nothing about, but it looked uh, sort of in like camera style somewhere in between like uh, Mario sunshine and Mario 64. Um, so, <laughs> um, so yeah, like that's one thing that Nintendo will always have that's gonna right. push units. Like they're right. not gonna win the console war. They're right, not even right. they're never even gonna compete. Right. But they're always gonna have Pokemon. They're right. always gonna have Mario. They're always gonna have Zelda. <laughs> they're always gonna have Danky King. <laughs> Anywho. I hate I hate this bit, but I, I I like it at the same time. Oh yeah, but it's got like an NVIDIA chip. And it's like got like six hours of battery life out of the dock, so you can Damn. Just, you can just basically play a Wii handheld, jeez, for six hours, which is awesome. Okay, it's got a little kickstand. All right, yeah, um, it looks really neat, man. I I'm I'm really interested in it. it. It remains to be seen about like the price point and everything, but yeah. So apparently, some insider info rumors are that it's going to be between three and four hundred dollars at launch, right? Which that's too much for right. Me. That's unacceptable. Maybe. There's a world where I would pay $300 to play the new Zelda game. There is no world where I would pay $400 to play the new Zelda game. It's not going to happen. <laughs> right. If it actually is $400, if it's more than $300, I'm not getting That's it. That's the line of demarcation? Yeah. And I'm <laughs> only willing to pay $300 because it's new. Yeah. Like, because you can get a goddamn Xbox or a PlayStation for 300 bucks now. Right. Brand fucking new. Yeah. Like, the Xbox, the Xbox One S and the PlayStation 4 Slim both cost 300 bucks. Yeah. So, it's kind of like, mm, but to be fair, that fucking Zelda Scrolls game <laughs> looks dope. You actually been paying attention to it? I saw the one thing. Dude, the it, one looks, it looks fucking. It is just. It is just Elder Scrolls Zelda. Yeah, like it is just like open world RPG elements. Getting them. Get them. Yeah. Like get up and climb. I like it. Yeah, you can just climb shit. Like he yeah. just has climb powers now. Yeah, yeah, that's so fucking cool. You can fucking cook. You can cook up a stew. 
That's really what you need in the game. Yeah, it's fucking Zelda Scrolls. <laughs> I'm really proud of that bit, so I'm running it into the ground. So finishing up with movies, we wanted to discuss this uh, Deadpool thing. A few days ago, it came out that Tim Miller, who was the director of Deadpool, has left the project yep. of Deadpool 2 over creative differences with Ryan Reynolds. So this is interesting in its own right, but <laughs> more interesting was why, which is very odd to me. Uh, so reading about it, it was discussed that there were there were other creative uh, differences before. Apparently, Miller wanted to move the genre more in like like exploring other facets, like the deeper facets of mm-hmm. of Deadpool within like the X Men universe, which is really cool. It's really cool. But Ryan Reynolds wanted taking fart jokes. Yeah, yeah. He wanted he wanted to like go much more in the comedic bent, mm-hmm. which. I think is kind of the smart way to go. Yeah, it lends itself to it, and it's why the first one was so successful. Absolutely. If absolutely. you just make <clears throat> if you just make burn victim Logan, <laughs> it's not going to do as well as if you make Dick and Fart. Right, right. No, you're absolutely right. And uh, and so that's why when I was reading it, I was like, let's be real. Like the first movie worked so fucking well because it wasn't serious. It was because, a fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was absolutely by far the funniest comic book movie yeah by far nothing else even fucking comes close which is saying a lot because i almost pissed my pants in guardian of the galaxy i thought we we're gonna get kicked out yeah and also in ant-man i was fucking squealing yeah so yeah it's it's i think that ryan reynolds is absolutely right but the weirdest thing is that that wasn't the last straw that they they had gotten through that yeah the last straw strangely enough was over the creative difference of who they were going to cast for cable mm-hmm and Tim Miller apparently really, really, really wanted Kyle Chandler, mm-hmm. who was in Friday Night Lights and in Bloodline. And Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, yeah. And um, which is is a strange choice. It is. It certainly is. But he is a good actor. And so, I mean, I can get behind it. But, like, it's so weird to be like, no, I absolutely want Kyle Chandler. <laughs> Kyle this, Chandler or nothing. This is the ultimatum. Yeah. Like, I'm drawing the line in the fucking sand. Kyle Chandler, I quit. Yeah. It, it's not like if you had told me, like, the other stuff. Like, if you would have been like, okay, yeah, the, he didn't like the direction that Ryan Ryan Reynolds wanted. He absolutely, like, he just he was like, no, that's not the movie I want to direct, et cetera, et cetera. Let, let, me, let me leave. That's not it. I mean, he was frustrated with that, apparently, is what the article said. But that wasn't what caused him to leave. What caused him to leave was that he absolutely was locked in on Kyle Chandler being Cable. And it's, look at Cable. Just go Google Cable. And do a minus sign and then put like internet and then put Marvel Comics. Then look at Kyle Chandler. It, it, I'm like, where's the... It, it, it's weird. It's, it's very weird, fucking it's weird. weird casting. Yeah. And Especially thi- when that other dude is alive. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Lang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, I finally watched Don't Breathe. Was it awesome? Yeah, it was fucking awesome. That's awesome. It was That's fucking awesome. dope. But yeah, it's weird. It's weird. So yes. Kyle Chandler is a great fucking actor. Sure, if yeah. you haven't seen Bloodline on Netflix, first of all, quit. Mm-hmm. Second of all, watch it. Um, he's not the best part of it, but no. he's he does a fantastic job. Absolutely. The thing about it is, if you think about what Ryan Reynolds has already done with the first movie, right. in terms of fan service, right. there was no fucking way he was ever going to let Kyle Chandler be capable. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. No. It's not fan service enough to be perfectly real. No, it's not. He would he would fucking go online and see the fan cast of Stephen Lang and be right. like, it's that dude. Yeah. And to be real, that's really the only way you need to go. Yeah. Because it's goddamn incredible. Yeah. 
And I was always kind of skeptical because if you watch like Avatar and like um whatever that stupid time traveling dinosaur show that he did where he played the same character that he was in Avatar, he, it's not great. Uh, oh, okay. Terra Nova. Oh, I know. Uh, I never he, he wasn't that great in it, but I after seeing his performance in Don't Breathe. I'm more confident in his ability to play Cable. I'm oh, not okay. saying his character in Don't Breathe is anything like Cable, sure. uh, but he's definitely like a gruff kind of like. A- anyway, I, I his acting chops, while not necessarily having been like Oscar worthy, sure. have been more so like affirmed for me that okay. I trust him to play Cable. Okay, yeah, I could get behind that, but I mean, more than anything, I mean, don't tr- trust book by its cover, or whatever. But th- that remains to be seen that there, there's a lot to looking like a fucking character. And that picture that he posted looks just fucking like Cable. It's creepy. Yeah, like, for the for instance, when the dude found out that Cable was happening, he went out and started training immediately yeah. and posted a picture on Instagram of him with, like, a swole-ass bicep, <laughs> like, being, like, Cable training, even though the movie's not even in production yet. Yeah, and I'm, like, 65 years old, and I have, like, bigger biceps than Gareth's waist. And that's, like... <laughs> And that's like, I feel something Ryan Reynolds would see and be like, yeah. this dude. Yeah, This absolutely. dude is the guy. Absolutely. Because that's what the fucking fans want. Yep. And that's what I want. And then also, on top of that, like, I feel like that dude could absolutely be like the gruff, super mega fucking serious cable. And then also like the flippant, like funny in a way that Deadpool isn't like really like just not caring about what people think of him and just saying like awful shit sometimes, but also just like disregarding everyone well and i think the ding 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 juxtaposition uh will play very similarly to like um drax versus star lord oh sure yeah um or drax versus rocket or Mm -hmm. drax versus anyone right um but i think that it'll play like that like cable will come in and be like the fucking like the the straight guy Mm -hmm. and then deadpool will just be like fucking bing bong (laughs) jokes jokes dicks wieners farts right right uh and it'll be hilarious especially because Stephen Lang is like a fucking like just like chiseled leather face. Yeah, uh, it'll be amazing. Yeah, I, I I think so as well. I think I think that that's the way to go. Hopefully it does. But yeah, just more than anything though, circling back to it, the entire point that I wanted to touch on about this, why I picked this as my topic was, it's crazy, it's absolutely bonkers to leave the production of this movie just because like you wanted Kyle Chandler to be to be capable that much. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Like that's why we thought this was a good topic was just because it's like they the, the first one was phenomenally yeah. successful. Yeah. It was an incredible movie. It had great ratings all over. Mm-hmm. Um I fucking loved it. Everyone I know loved it. Right. He did a great job directing it. Yeah. They did a great job as a team creating it. Yep. And then he was just like no no Kyle Chandler? No, I'm not going to do hamster style anymore. <laughs> Yeah, and what's even it. weirder about it to me is that they like go out of their way to say that they're still like bros and they're amicable. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, like it literally that what what that says to me, and I don't know if it's true. They might just be saying that for you know PR purposes. Sure. But that's like, hey, so I like really really want like Kyle Chandler to like play Cable in this, mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds is like, I don't know, dude. I just I'm not feeling it. Like I would prefer to have like Stephen Lang or something like that. And then Tim Miller's just like, oh, okay, well I quit. <laughs> Right. All right, dude, no worries. Yeah, I'm going to go hit the Shake Shack and then work on a different movie. Yeah, yeah I'm quitting cool. I'm quitting the movie now because of that. Okay, right. cool, dude. All right, you want to go get yeah. Bergs? You want to <laughs> yeah, go, yeah, yeah. go smoke one down, like <laughs> chill, get a chimichanga? <laughs> that's so fucking weird. It is weird. It is weird. But yeah, so anyway, that's that's all there is about that. And hopefully we find out who Cable is pretty quick. It'll be fucking dope. Yeah, Stephen Lang. 
Hopefully. I'll fucking, I'll write a letter. Yeah, write a strongly worded letter. I feel like it's going to have to be him. Yeah, I need it to be. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, episode 34. In the bank. Yeah. See y'all next time.